What's up, everybody? It's Trey Smith with College Game Time back with another episode of the College Game Time podcast. I have a lot to get through today. I'm going to go through four potential outcomes. All right. Four potential outcomes that, you know, the likelihood of each of them, I'll let you debate and decide that. But just as far as what's what's the latest right now with the ACC and Stanford and Cal still like not letting that door close. Uh, SMU even being in the mix there still. We got politicians jumping in with Condoleezza Rice and George W. Bush and who, you know whoever else. So I just put together four potential outcomes. And what I'm going to do in this episode is really break down how does this impact the American Athletic Conference? How do each of these outcomes impact the AAC because it's easy to see all these different outcomes and all these different ideas and all these different maps and all these different suggestions and all these different scenarios and rumors that get thrown around and you see it and and go, Oh, Oh, Oh. And typically what does a fan do? They look at it and see, is my team included? And if their team's not included, they get mad, they get angry, they go, this isn't true. And they look for something else to try to disprove the one that didn't include their team. Or they look at it and see that their team is included and they say, yeah, 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 this is what's going to happen. Is this what's going to happen? Do you have a source? How do you know? And they just go to fight tooth and nail to try to like make that scenario true that includes their team. Or if it doesn't include their team, they fight tooth and nail to try to disprove it. And so for me, though, as someone that's kind of looking at it from a a holistic approach, as as far as the, the whole conference is concerned, I'm just going to go through and break down like how each of these outcomes, you know, obviously will impact those teams involved, but like, how does it really impact the American athletic conference? So before I get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the the screen, actually, I think it's on that side. I don't know if it's on, on which one I probably look stupid right now with the overlays up there, but, um, I'm pretty sure it's right here. Maybe like subscribe comment at the end, share it with a friend. And if you're listening on one of the streaming platforms and you didn't see anything I was just doing with my hands, good for you. It's probably a good thing, but uh, please rate and review five-star rating. Give it a review. Shout out to the folks that have been rating on Apple pods. I appreciate that sincerely. Uh, I I saw some of them this morning and I appreciate those words of encouragement and and I'm happy to be here, uh, uh, you know, establishing myself as one of the voices, hopefully the voice of the American athletic conference. And then we'll see how realignment plays out and kind of figure out where we go from here. But let's get into it. So potential outcome number one is Stanford goes elsewhere. I've been saying that Stanford is the ultimate domino for over a week now, and they are. And so this first outcome is Stanford goes elsewhere and Cal rides their coattail. Now, What's the most obvious option for that is the ACC. And it sounds like here in the next 24 hours, um, we may know something. I don't know how valid that rumor is, but, but <laughs> do we know how valid any of these rumors are? But it does seem like um, we're going to know, you know for sure or not if the ACC thing is a real deal for Stanford and Cal. Um. But as I've been saying, if it's closed, they're going to take another shot at the Big Ten. 
or going independent is still an option. So for this first outcome, we're just going to imagine that Stanford and Cal, they're not committed to rebuilding the pack. They're out, whether that's going independent, whether that's going to the ACC, or whether that's going to the Big Ten, that's option number one. So then what does that mean for Oregon State and Washington State? Well, it means that they're likely going to have to join another conference. Or does Oliver Luck, who we found out on yesterday's episode, there is their consultant, like he's there, his clients are Oregon State and Washington State. Does, does Oliver Luck work his magic with Brett Yormark in the Big 12 and try to get those two schools in there? I know that's not on Brett Yormark's radar right now. I know he's thinking eastward. I've been saying this for over a month now, almost all summer. He wants UConn. I've been very consistent and adamant about that. It's just, you know, the way it worked out, he's able to get all the four corner schools. That's what was going to get the most, you know, votes to get everybody in, yada, yada, yada. Well, now I feel like he's going to use that as leverage to go expand and UConn being one of his prime targets. But, ESPN could step in knowing they don't have that time zone. They could come in and say, hey, listen, we'll bring them in at a full share, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is, and somehow make it enticing enough to where Brett Yarmark's like, all right, let's bring these guys in. Do I think there's a high likelihood of that happening? No, I don't. But I also know Oliver Luck is very good at what he does, and he's going to fight and advocate for the best possible option for his two clients, which are Oregon State and Washington State. And objectively speaking, what would the best landing spot for those two schools be if Stanford and Cal go elsewhere? Well, it would be the Big 12. The Big 12 is off the table, as pretty much everybody assumes it is. Um, we've got the Mountain West and the AAC. Now, I made a video last Wednesday exploring what it would look like for these two teams to join the AAC, and I was making a case how the exposure and the revenue they could get in the, in the American Conference would outweigh uh, the, the geographical concerns that would be alleviated by joining the Mountain West Conference. You can go back and watch that video. I don't want to rehash it all out right here, but I did. Now, last Thursday, the day after I made that video, I received some information that as far as the American Conference was concerned, it would be all or nothing. In other words, it was going to be all four or none of them. And I put that up on Twitter after I received that info. But that information was contingent on that ACC door being closed. See what I'm saying? But now that that ACC door is, you know, I'm not going to say it's open, but it's, it's, it's not closed. It's kind of like cracked maybe. I'm still leaning towards, okay, if I'm a Resco, let's see what we can do to try to entice Oregon State and Washington State to join the conference. Let's, let, let's, let's see what we can do for them exposure-wise and revenue-wise. It's just my two cents. And, yes, I'm obviously going to be pro AAC and how I do this, but – I still think even from an objective standpoint, you could make a case that the exposure and the revenue of the American conference would outweigh the geographical, geographical advantages of the Mountain West conference. So um, that's, that's outcome number one. And uh, let's move to outcome number two. Outcome number two is the same exact as outcome number one, except for SMU joins Stanford and Cal to the ACC. So 
It's still Stanford and Cal leaving, but it's them going to the ACC and SMU is a part of that. So that's outcome number two. Now, for the American Conference, it would suck to lose SMU. Let's just call it what it is. It would. I, I, I like SMU. Uh, I, I do still believe they have a national brand. I know, you know, recent history, you know, Dykes kind of put them back on the map and Lashley's trying to kind of get them over that hump this season. But, uh, you know, since, you know, since we all know SMU's history since the death penalty, right? But I, I still, there's that Southwest Conference part of me that remembers, you know, this, this, this program that was a national powerhouse at one point. And even though they haven't been a national powerhouse anytime in recent history, they still have a national brand. I love them in the American conference. So losing them to the ACC, it would suck. Would it be the end of the world? No. And that's what I want to talk about here. So if that happened, and you could find a way, and then, of course, it puts Oregon State, Washington State back in the same boat, right? Luck is going to obviously probably try to negotiate them back in to the conversation with the Big 12. But if that door gets closed, it comes back to the American Mountain West. And I just made the argument or just, just address that. But it, what, would, what would make losing SMU, like, almost not bad at all is if you could parlay that into – getting Oregon State and Washington State in your conference. Now, it makes it much more difficult to do that because you've just lost one of your Texas teams in sort of potting your scheduling with the four Texas teams in Tulsa and then Wichita State in basketball is kind of part of that argument to help alleviate some of those travel concerns. But if you could find a way to swing that, Oregon State and Washington State lose SMU, I mean, I would take that. I would take that in a heartbeat especially to get those two programs, those two fan bases in, and you're only losing this one. Oh, and by the way, you're probably going to get at least $17 million, if not $20 because we all know, it's pretty well noted, that SMU money is not an issue. In fact, if they do get into the ACC, it's going to be because they're paying their way in. So for them to pay their way in, they're going to have no problem paying their way out of the AAC. So there's another 17 to 20 million you can throw on top of the 50 million that you have from the departures of, of, of Houston, UCF, and Cincy. So you're getting some money in. Um, it's not the end of the world. Even if you couldn't swing Oregon State and Washington State, it's still one team. You got 13 teams. And then you could look at either finding another expansion target and utilizing some of that money that you, you have in exit fees, or you could just double down on the investment in the teams that are, that are still remaining. So... That's outcome number two. So outcome number one is Stanford and Cal go elsewhere, and it leaves Washington and Oregon State left by themselves. Outcome number two, Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, and SMU joins them. And now outcome number three, the Pac-4 stays intact, and they continue to try and rebuild through backfilling the Mountain West Conference in the AAC, which from the PAC's perspective, that's their number one option. They're doing everything they can to try to convince Stanford to stick around and rebuild. Everything we're seeing out of Stanford right now is showing they have, that is not an enticing option for them. It's just not. They may, if they say it is, their actions aren't showing that. Their actions are showing they're looking for anything else other than rebuilding the PAC whether that's the ACC, whether that's the, the Big Ten. And I, I'm not so sure they don't go independent if neither of those work out. But let's just say that's option number, or outcome number three. 
They have to rebuild. Now, what's the latest rumor mill on this? Well, there is apparently four American teams that have made commitments uh, to joining a rebuilt pack. And the four are Rice, Tulane, SMU, and USF. You know, the AAU institutions and SMU. Um, now, here's a fact with that rumor. None of those schools have received an invite as of August 17th when I'm recording this show. So, yes, I know the rumor is that they've made a commitment, but the fact is they have not received an invite. Here's what's interesting to me about this. A lot of the same people who act like it is just the dumbest idea to even suggest Oregon State and Washington State joining the American over the Mountain West for travel concerns are some of the same people that act like Tulane and USF would be making this awesome decision by joining a rebuilt PAC conference. I mean, the travel concerns, quite frankly, in that scenario for Tulane and USF are worse. And right now, the PAC has no media deal. I mean, I don't want to rehash all this stuff out again, but I've had some very basic questions for a rebuilt PAC looking to poach from the Mountain West and the American, which are, Who's going to pay the exit fees? Obviously, it's the university's responsibility to pay those exit fees. But when I say that, what I mean is, is are they going to pay an exit fee? Like that's a, that's a high fee to pay for a lot of uncertainty to enter into. And then my second question is, who's the media partner? You know, is it Apple? 100% streaming? So are we so sure the American conference team who's getting exposure, linear coverage on ESPN, plus a decent payout? We don't even know what the payout would be in a rebuilt pack with Apple. We're so sure that it would be a better situation to jump ship and join this conference that's rebuilding and you're, you're particularly Tulane or USF and you're basically traveling to the other side of the country nonstop. Because you would think that, you know, in addition to those four, it's going to be some Mountain West schools that join or that they try to get, which even then, their buyout's even more. This option, I, I just don't see how it's going to happen personally. Um, not saying it won't happen, but I just, it comes back to those two questions. I, same questions I've been asking since last week. I said it earlier this week on uh, 365 Sports Show uh, on Monday and, you know, with, with, with David Smoke and those guys. And those are my questions. But how does this impact the AAC, right? Losing four schools. Like, let's just go down this route. Well, you're going to get about 70 to $80 million worth of exit fee money. The conference is not going to vote to dissolve. It doesn't work that way. Sure, other teams could jump ship if they get invites. And if you have enough teams leave, eventually the conference can dissolve. But it's not going to be a deal where four teams jump ship and the remaining 11 vote to dissolve. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So you're going to have $70, $80 million in exit fees that you can reinvest back into your remaining members or you can use towards expansion. And like, look, man, you got Appalachian State, you got James Madison, um, I'll throw Texas State if you want to keep that Texas presence, Arkansas State, uh, you got some schools in Louisiana, like th there are some options of some schools that you could look to bring in who could significantly 
become even more competitive if they had the additional resources of exposure and revenue. So I don't, again, I, I don't want to go too far down that simply because, you know, I'm not, I'm not so sure that's going to be a likely outcome, but you know, for those of you that think that, oh, those four teams leaving would dissolve the conference. I mean, you tell me, you got 70 to $80 million worth of exit fee money coming in. You've still got a contract with ESPN. And sure, like they may can exercise the clause to negotiate it down, but they're not going to do it immediately. They're going to give a resco and the conference a chance to see, okay, what do they do? Just like they did when Houston, UCF, and Cincy left. Give them a chance to kind of recalibrate and, I mean, you tell me, $70, $80 million contract with ESPN, does that sound like a conference that's going to dissolve itself? No. And then outcome number four, which is my personal favorite, and that's just a full-blown merger. And I've made my case already, so I'm not going to make it again as to why I believe a full-blown merger with the American Athletic Conference would be the most seamless and best option to salvage the pack even. You take the four-pack schools, merge them with the 14 American Athletic Schools. You have 18 votes now towards the auto status, auto five status. You retain your auto five status. You have a media partner in place. The media partner that's in place needs the region that the pack, the remaining pack teams uh, represent. It just seems like the perfect like storm. I know Jim Williams said earlier today that a merger was not off the table, but it is a long shot from where we're at now. But what you all have to understand about realignment season is that long shots can become short shots overnight. Now, I'm not saying that means, oh, oh, oh there's a great chance there's going to be this merger I've been talking about. No, 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 I'm just saying that even though it may be a long shot today, that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be a long shot tomorrow or even the next day. I think the ACC has to make their decision so that this Stanford domino can fall. I've been very adamant and very consistent on that. The Stanford is the ultimate domino. But, uh, you know, I think that that outcome number four with the merger, you, you know, like I said, you've got the AAC and the Pac-4. You've got a media deal in place. You've got the Auto 5 status intact. You've got 18 votes to throw in the pot. And you've got a chance to go snag a couple of Mountain West teams in 2025 to make that a more heftier conference uh, with more of a West Coast presence as well. So that's it, man. Those are the four outcomes that I have that seem to be how this is going to play out. It seems like it's going to be one of those four. Um, and as you can see, like regardless of which one it is, none of them are going to just completely rip the heart out of the American conference. In fact, the worst one for the American conference would be outcome number three, which is if those four schools do in fact jump ship, which I am just so very leery of believing simply because of all the dynamics that would surround that. I mean, you don't know who your media partner is. You don't know what your revenue is going to be. The only media partner that's been rumored to this conference is exclusively streaming. So now you're taking a step back on exposure. I could understand it from a Mountain West. I still don't know if they're going to pay, you know, the 32 million exit fee or whatever it is. But I could see from their vantage point because you're almost certainly going to get more revenue. And then, you know, the, the, the exposure piece, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that, it, you know, it'll be streaming only, but they have a pretty hefty load of streaming as it is. 
I don't really, I shouldn't say that. I'm not as familiar with Mountain West Media Deal. I just know it's with uh, CBS and Fox. And I know that uh, both of those outlets got a hefty dose of Power Five, Mountain, and Pacific uh, Coast teams. So, yeah. But even in that outcome number three scenario, like I said, you're getting 70 to $80 million in exit fees to reinvest back into your conference. So, uh, let me know your thoughts below. Which outcome do you think is most likely? And do you feel like any of these, in your opinion, dissolve or destroy the American? Because I don't. I would love a scenario where Oregon State and Washington State get into the American Conference just because I have genuinely enjoyed interacting with both of those fan bases. And I would love to continue doing so. Um, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see what happens. You know, it... <laughs> I'll save that. I was going to say, I'm, I'm trying to come up with some ideas where if there is some division or there is some, some, some uh, 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 teams that defect, if there's a way to continue this podcast where it's like I just continue to cover the same pot of teams, all the American. And, but we'll, there's, there's a lot to happen. There's still a lot of things that need to, a lot of dominoes that need to fall, and the main one being Stanford. And, you know, if this pans out where the only team uh, the American loses is SMU, that's not the end of the world. If this pans out where the American loses SMU but gains Oregon State and Washington State, that's a win, in my opinion, for the American. And if this thing plays out, which it may very well do, where the American doesn't lose any teams and they don't gain any teams, that's, that's a possibility as well. The ACC could say, all right, Stanford, Cal, you're in. SMU, you're not. But if they're going to let those other two teams in, at this point, they may as well let SMU in, especially if SMU is really willing to pay their way in for five years. Or the ACC keeps them out, and then the Big Ten, the Hail Mary to the Big Ten, opens its doors for Stanford. I, you know, there's just a lot to be considered. And then, of course, I don't want to write off the chance of Oliver Luck working his magic to possibly getting that Big 12 door to open back up for Washington State and Oregon State. You know, you never, you just never know. So that's it. Let me know in the comments what your thoughts are. And uh, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the birthday love I received yesterday. And uh, let's just keep driving this podcast to the top of the rankings. Uh, I think we are on track to becoming the number one American athletic podcast. And uh, I've just, I really enjoy my interactions with everybody. Even those of you that disagree with me, you know what I'm saying? Like when we can have healthy, respectful, disagreeing, agreeing to disagreeing type conversations, I love it. So, uh, that's it. Trey Smith, College Game Time.